Hey, 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 hey. Hey, everyone. It's a wonderful Friday evening here in Jamaica. And I trust that you are doing well wherever in the world you are. Welcome to the Rev TC Views podcast. Thank you so much for joining me in studio. If this is your first time, a special welcome to you. This is the program, Reverend Tashi Stocks, and I'm your host, Reverend Tashi Campbell. It is always my pleasure to remind you that a good God can do great things in your life. <laughs> So the conversation continues. Yeah. We started last week talking about the gospel music dilemma. And my co-host Wayne is in the house. I see him in the studio. Wayne, you got to get connected so that the people can hear you. So we started talking last week about... uh, the gospel music dilemma and we looked at whether gospel music has been more about entertainment or edification hi wayne hey hi hi rev i'm i'm here yeah good to have you as usual how you doing i'm great uh it's the the end of a very eventful week what with the u.s presidential elections rain rain and more rain in jamaica i, I think oh. for the last time i saw the sun Oh, man, it really has been eventful, 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 and full of drama. (laughs) And more drama, yeah. Yes, and we expect more to come. Well, I'm looking forward to this conversation because, wow, there are so many things to cover, so many things to talk about. And in part two of the Gospel Music Dilemma conversation, Tonight, we are looking at the sacred-secular dichotomy. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And persons might be wondering, like, what is that? You know, usually we talk about secular things being of the world and sacred things, in our case, being things of God. You know, Hmm. things that uh, are in keeping with uh, what Christians should do and should participate in and should associate themselves with because these are things that God approves of. So the sacred-secular dichotomy, we really want to discuss three main questions today and that would be one should gospel artists do collabs with secular artists two should gospel artists accept invitations to minister at secular events and three should pastors invite secular artists to their worship services to sing whether gospel songs, spiritual songs, or inspirational songs. So we want to get right into the conversation tonight. Well, have you seen any collabs lately (laughs) between gospel artists and secular artists? Or, you know, if ever, let's begin the conversation there. Is this something that you've ever thought about, though? No, I've never really given it any thought, but... um... I've, um, I've been researching it recently, and while I'm not aware of any current ones, but I know there have been. From my reading, I've realized that there have been, especially internationally. Mm-hmm, on the mm-hmm. international scene, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, let's begin with whether or not, let's begin with those collabs. Should gospel artists do collaborations with secular artists? Because we know we, we have a few in Jamaica. And as you said, we have quite a few uh, internationally. And mm-hmm. maybe we could assess the impact of, of these collabs and what they've done uh, in terms of, you know, has have any of these people on the track gotten saved or become Christian? Or <laughs> what's going on with that? Well, um. Generally speaking, I am reluctant to make a blanket statement that 
there shouldn't be any collaborations between Christian and secular artists. I wouldn't make a general blanket. I wouldn't say a blanket no or a blanket yes. To me, my response will be dependent on the nature of the collaboration, uh, particularly the lyrical content of the song that the color, um, they're collaborating on. So mm -hmm. I don't think, um, I don't believe that Christianity has a monopoly on wholesome values. Values like um, being a good neighbor, uh, friendship, unity, acts of charity, compassion and empathy, for example. Uh, so if there's a collaboration between a Christian artist and a secular artist singing about those values, I wouldn't really have a problem with it because, as I said, those values are, some of them or most of them that I just articulated are shared between the Christian community and the secular community. The only difference there might be is the Christian community will have a different take as to how and through whom you can achieve these values. So I wouldn't have a problem if that's what the collaboration is singing about love, uh, compassion, unity, civic responsibilities, things like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. Well, I, I can understand and appreciate your your view on that. And I tend to look at these collaborations, you know, in a, in a broader sense, you know, in mm -hmm. the big picture. Cause, because I think about, for example, you know, sometimes I hear a song and the song is really good. And I'm thinking, yes. hmm, I need to check this artist out. This is a really good song. And so I go to check the artist out and to see what other th songs they do. Right. And when I, as a pastor, when I think, for example, about our young people uh, in particular, because, you know, they tend to really love music and tend to be easily swayed by, you know, what's going on in pop culture and so right. on. When we have these artists, you know, sending mixed signals, and that is my... That I'm going to say that now and explain later that, mm -hmm. you know, somebody, I see them and they have this really nice song that re really resonates with me as a Christian and I go to check them out. And then when I start checking them out, I realize that, you know, sometimes the lifestyle yeah. is not consistent with Christianity or biblical principles. Some, and there are different levels of that. So sometimes it can be, you know, extremely opposed to, and sometimes the opposition can be subtle, you know, and uh, then there becomes a kind of an influence mm -hmm. because uh, of the mixed signal that's being sent. So sometimes I tend to look at it as, as a, you know, kind of like a broader picture. I think about, for example, there's a song that uh, sometimes I hear it being sung in church. You know, it, it, is, it is a gospel song, but it's not, the artists are not all gospel artists. They're not all Christians. Okay. As a matter of fact, um, two of the three artists do, do not identify with Christianity or Jesus Christ at all. Yet mm -hmm. still, um, you know, they are on the track singing the name of Jesus and all of that. And then I think about the fact that, uh, again, someone going to check this person out and see the other songs that they do and, you know, their lifestyle and so on. It can just be a kind of a mixed signal um, in terms of you know, the message that you're sending that, uh, you know, you can live your life any way you please and still love God and God loves you and everything is okay between you and the Lord and everything and we don't have to pay Jesus Christ any mind. And um, I agree with what you're saying. Um, if that's, that's the reason I said um, it would have to, I would have to look at the content, the nature of the column, collaboration because if it's, if it's a gospel track, uh, gospel as we know it is um it's about Christian values. It's speaking toward towards Christianity. 
for a secular artist, um, artist now to collaborate with a, a Christian artist on such a track. Yeah, I would have an issue with that because as you just articulated, uh, the, the secular artist who has not um, made any profession of faith, singing about time, he would be singing about something that he maybe doesn't even have a full understanding of and his life wouldn't um, be showing that he believes in what he's singing. So that would pose a problem and that could be confusing to, to, to young listeners. You have some music playing there, man. <laughs> yes. I'm trying to get rid of it. It's my, that's my daughter trying to call me. Oh well, go ahead. God. I'm going to message her. All right. No problem. But while we are at it talking about these uh, gospel artists doing collabs, let's look at, let's listen to one of the songs. Okay. Let's, let's, let's get into it. Let's get into this one. <laughs> Let me find one such song. Glory to God by Wayne Marshall. And the song already okay. started. I will try to catch it in the second verse into the into the third, into the the the, the bridge. All right, let me stop it right there. Yeah, okay. I, I wonder if I'm the only one who heard him say, even when they try to take my, my glory. glory. Yeah, I heard it, yes. And I've always had a problem with that in the song because, you know, I've, I've heard Christians explain it away and say, oh, he doesn't really understand and this is what he really means and, and all of that. And maybe that is so. But, you know, subsequent to this song, a few other things happened. I'm going to play a part of an interview that, you know, Wayne Marshall was in. And uh, I will also give a summary of an article that was featured in the observer okay. about another set of, of, of um, artists. But, you know, this, this is one of the songs that, you know, really, it really was embraced by the church. Yeah. But, you know, by many song, Christians, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. it, it, it was quite one of those that, you know, you just said, wow. Yeah. So let's let's hear. I, I'll just play a portion of a very long interview that he did with um, Futa Hype. <laughs> Futa Hype. That you mean Selector Futa Hype? Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's hear this. So, so, uh, 
All right. I, um, I bet a lot of people didn't even know that. So in other words, one, <laughs> and that's a thing, these people who do the collabs with gospel yeah. artists, rarely, they don't, you don't hear them talking about Jesus. It's just God, 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 God. And here it is right. that this man, um, Mr. Wayne Marshall, this is what he thinks about Jesus Christ? Well, um, that is a danger of secular artists, um, Christian, uh, born-again Christian artists collaborating with secular artists because there it is. Um, if Marshall has a totally different take on the person and deity of Jesus Christ, he's talking about putting all this emphasis on this man. Well, in, in Christianity, Jesus Christ is, is God in, in flesh. It's not, a, it's not this, not just a man. It's Jesus Christ and He's God, God himself. Yeah. yeah. So that's a danger when um, you're going to think uh, ministry song or Christian songs with, with a secular artist. Yeah? That's the confusion that can come about that you spoke of earlier. So mm -hmm. I would have a major, I would say emphatically, should a Christian and a secular artist combine on a gospel song meant for worship and edification and teaching and encouragement and so i would say no why i think the second corinthians 16 and 14 speaking about um, not being unequally yoked with unbelievers or what fellowship can light have with darkness i think that would apply to such a situation and i think mm -hmm. the interview just played with mr marshall and the song Lord, this Lord, that sound nice and good. And as, as you indicated, it was a big hit in Jamaica among Christian and non-Christians. And then to hear the man say that now show that the typical Christian understanding of Jesus Christ and his understanding of Jesus Christ are a total variance. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because not about um, God can want another source. God wants in another Jesus Christ. Oh. So you can be the, the next Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so... That's what the answer, yeah. Right. But I, and I want to go to the scriptures here on this view. First John 2, verse 22 and 23 says, Who is the liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This is the Antichrist, he who denies the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever confesses the Son has the Father also. And that's why we need to be so careful how we embrace these things just because they sound good. True. This is a person who denies that Jesus Christ is Lord and is very deliberate about leaving the name of Jesus Christ out of any of his songs and any of his interviews, except maybe this one where he made it clear what he thinks. So we must be careful what we embrace because as I have been mentioning, these collabs, they are sending mixed signals. And one of, the, one of the reasons why I say that too is that some of these songs, they encourage the view that human beings can love God, be loved by God, access God, and be right with God without Jesus Christ. And that's, that's one, one reason why I emphasize that the born-again Christian... And the born-again Christian is a Christian who I would expect believe that there's only one way for man to make him um, to be right, to be justified with God, and it's through Jesus Christ. The, the, um, the, the, the sacrifice, the perfect sacrifice for man's sin. So I would expect a born-again um, believer, Christian minister, singer, not to be collaborating with people who don't share is religious views. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm for, it's not everybody, as I said last week, it's not everybody who sing and say Jesus or say Lord or say God is a Christian. You know? Anybody can sing, a man have a good voice, he has a talent for music, and he can sing, he can sing anything. Of so course. You have to be careful. I agree with you that Christians need to be careful. What they embrace. Refrain. Yeah, and perhaps refrain from singing songs that are intended for ministry, evangelism, edification from doing those with um, people who have not declared that they are Christians and, and not only declare with their mouths, 
but their lifestyle also bears witness to the fact that they are Christians. Amen. And let me just play one little piece more, a few more seconds of the same interview to, to show because, and I'll make a comment after that. Okay. Exactly. That is, uh, and uh, oh my, but he he was on a gospel um, concert stage, and I continue to maintain that when persons, if 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 a if a secular artist becomes a Christian, if he gets mm. saved and he's a new convert, the only thing I want to hear from him is his salvation testimony. I think he needs to sit down under some good teaching. And learn the word of God, and we, you know, so we need to we need to be careful. So, I agree. Yeah, yeah. you need to be discipled. You need to be discipled. So, right, you get the basic, the foundations of Christianity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm. All right, and there's a there's another one. Let's let's go on the international scene for a little. What's the name of <laughs> What's the name of the song? that uh, Nicki Minaj and Tasha Cobbs did. Hold on. You have it there lined up? I saw it recently and I'm still find the name. Yes, I... Nicki Minaj and Tasha Cobbs. Um, dum -dum. What does it say? That doesn't say. I'm, I'm looking for a time. You can continue. I'm, I'm getting ready. ready. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's see what... Let's listen to a part of that. Eyes haven't seen And ears haven't heard All right. The kind of blessings The kind of blessings That's about to fall me That's Tasha Cobbs right there Because okay. victory is here Get defeat out the door Nice song I'm going to fast forward this song to Nikki. And as we talk about these, you know, collaborations and. Because I serve a God that pardoned the Red 
multi-million dollar commercials for Pepsi, from food stamps to more ice than Gretzky. I don't gotta talk, the Lord defends me. I watch them all fall for calling against me, cause me and all my angels shot the devil up. While you was trying to pull me down, I leveled up. I leveled up twice, I leveled up three times. He tapped them and told them she's mine. So even when I cried, I knew I'd be fine. I prepared for a miracle blessing in these arms. I praise him, I raise him, I name it, claim it. Every tongue that rises up against me, shame it. I breathe success in and out my lungs. I got the power like this. Well, there you have it. <laughs> okay, uh, the name of the song is I'm Getting Ready. That's correct. That's yeah, correct. I'm getting ready. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And, I, and I mean, it's not that these songs don't sound great. They do. But, you know, what is the message being sent? And I know that there have been a few interviews, too, with Tasha Cobbs. And she she gave an explanation as to how the collaboration was even thought of and she right. said Nikki was the one who reached out to her and she couldn't believe it and you know all of that and so on but 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 you know again and if you notice the name of Jesus is just not a part of these songs and not coming out of the mouth of these non-Christians who are a part of the track they rarely they never attribute their relationship with God to Jesus Christ and I think these collabs, what they do, it's it's a kind of a confused spirituality that gives people false hope. Because the fact is, all roads do not lead to, to God. Right. We do not get to God except through Jesus Christ. That is what, if we deny the lordship, the sovereignty, the deity of Jesus Christ, if we take Jesus Christ out of Christianity, Christianity loses its, its, its uh, uniqueness and it is no longer distinct. And Jesus true, Christ because, um, is the centerpiece of Christianity. And he claimed, he made the claim that uh, I am the way, the truth and mm-hmm. the life and no one can get to the Father except by me. Through me. Mm-hmm. True. Well, what I see, as I said last week, um, I think a lot of people, especially in Jamaica, and I think uh, among the African American community in, in the United States of America, uh, we grow and um, they grow up in church in that they attended Sunday school, so they have a they have a knowledge and appreciation of God, and they believe in a God. But you are right; belief alone in God doesn't um, make you a Christian. Because I think does Jesus Christ himself in one of his um, discourses said that even the the demons in even Yeah, even that was demons, James. Even the demons believe they, and tremble. Believe and tremble, yeah. So mm-hmm. the mere the mere fact that you you say I believe in a God, that doesn't try and make you a Christian. Because um every, most everybody does um, Roman says that nature tells everybody that there's a God. So belief in a God alone doesn't um, make you a Christian. What makes you a Christian is believing that Jesus Christ is God. He came, lived, and died to pay for the sins of the world. And then by faith, you accept him as your Lord and Savior. And through that faith, then you become justified with God and you, you are saved. So just saying you believe in God and because you, you say that a, um, a Christian artist link you and you're going to do a collaboration, you're right. Um, that's what it could give the secular artists a false impression that they are right with God, as well as it could give listeners also a false impression that they don't need to do anything more than just let them believe in God and they're okay. Right. Mm -hmm. So before we move away from the collab, because I want to touch on the other two questions very quickly, I suppose we won't need to spend that much time because I think we're probably you know, establishing our position on the matter and giving persons, you know, causing them to think by certain questions that you could ask and so on. Mm -hmm. Um, Another collab that was done was between Bounty Killer and Prodigal Son. Okay. That's like chalk and cheese. No. the, The Jamaica Observer brought this article, just in case persons are thinking, oh, who knew that? And, you know, you know, we, we trust 
observer as a good source, reputable, authentic. Bounty, Wayne Killer. This is the title of the article. Bounty, Wayne Marshall, collab on gospel track. That's the article. And then the Bounty Killer and Prodigal Son, they were invited to a church. And I'm going to play a few seconds out of that collaboration on stage. At the church? At the church. Okay, all right. So this is what the article said. And I think I may have misspoke in terms of the, the, the prodigal song, but the article is about Wayne Marshall and Bounty. Okay, um, okay. Which, who are, and we know these are two non-Christians, two secular artists. Mm -hmm. But this is, the, this is what the article says. Still riding the wave of his gospel-laced track, Glory to God, Wayne Marshall has collaborated with Bounty Killer for his second gospel single. Thank you for the blessing. All right. And then it says, speaking at the video music, the, 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 the music video shoot for Glory to God at Hope United Church on Old Oak Road this week, Marshall said Bounty Killer made the initial contact. And I quote, Killer heard Glory to God and said, it's a powerful song and we need to come together and give some praise. Enough people would have said, Killer, but not people would have said killer as in question like really killer but right. is a man with god fearing and love god and spiritual too as early as i knew killer he was singing songs giving praise some annoying spirit i'm annoying also his mother was a devout christian and a very religious person and i'm sure if she was alive this would be one of her favorite killer songs listen to the man named killer <laughs> right but him, but him have a good spirit, a good heart, and all of that. So they are collaborating there on their gospel track. Now, the truth is, I don't even know that song. Um, Thank you for the blessing. But I've heard of it myself. Maybe, maybe, I've, maybe I've heard it, and um, I, I, I don't, you know. But then now, the, the Greater Works International uh, pastor, Apostle, Apostles, um, something another Scott Andrew Scott, I think. Uh, yes, Apostle Andrew Scott. And I can't call mm. the name because this was made public, it's on YouTube. It was written up in an article, and you know, persons know because he came under some backlash for it, but he justified what he was okay. doing or, and why mm. he did it, and so on. But okay. I will play the few seconds or a minute and then i will you know we talk about it listen to okay, this okay. this is bounty killer with prodigal son on stage at the church okay And I wish to see Bounty Killer get saved. Mama, I view that shout, hallelujah. Run! Let me stop it right there. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> well, the first thing that caught my attention was that I presume it was Prodigal Son that was introducing Bounty. They're he both on stage. They're both on stage right. and Prodigal was singing first and then... Right. And then um, Prodigal said something like, he wished God would have saved Bounty. 
Right, because he has a song, you know, he has a song with, with he has a, that is an actual song where he calls the names of some oh, secular so artists. Artist. Right, oh, so he, okay. right. right. Mm -hmm. so, so right up front, he's acknowledging that um, bon that Killer is really Bounty Killer is his full stage name. That Killer is not a Christian. Yes. You acknowledge that up front. But you're saying that Killer was at a church ministering. Right? If you can call it that. Well, yes. He was at a church um, performing. Uh, that, I don't know, that's it's to me something, because there you have, you have an unsafe person and as Killer said, him believing in God and in this and whatever. And I don't have but, any problem with that. But I, mean, I think um, somebody who is unsafe must be ministering if I and I'm putting that in quotations to Christians. What what is what can he what is he ministering to them about? His lifestyle is not anything he's telling them is his lifestyle yeah. consistent with what he's saying. But not on that. yeah, but my my issue is that he said you don't have to be a Christian, you know, but you have to oh, remember yes, that yes. the Almighty is all of our Father. And if I played it, he went on. He said, yes. whether you're going in or you're coming in, give praises, always give praises. He will lead you onto the right path, etc., etc." Now, while he is saying you don't have to be a Christian, prodigal was right mm -hmm. there saying, yeah. And there was no correction of that statement from the leadership of the church, from the Christian prodigal son, or anybody that just kind of just went. And this was yeah, from yeah. the platform in a church. Well, um, same as if they got caught up in the, the, the moment with the celebrity status of um, killer. But you're right. Um, those, those... Um, and I suppose maybe they, <laughs> <laughs> maybe they understood. Maybe they understood. Maybe they're saying what he want. doesn't understand. Right, and well, well, um, I think they need to clarify and make clear what they stand for because what was clearly coming out in both this um, killer in um, statement and Wayne Marshall's interview is that these artists are, are saying that you don't need nothing more than just acknowledge God and praise God. You don't have to be, um, you don't have to surrender to the um, to God. You don't have to be born again. You don't have to live a life that is right. pleasing to God. You just praise God and get enough praise and everything nice because you know you don't even have to be Christian, Bounty said. Mm -hmm. And I would have, I think, a church that is preaching Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and the need for salvation. I think that would be a, an opportunity for them to correct those misconceptions um, about um, Christianity. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. they, they went, apparently, they went uncorrected. Apparently. Yeah. No. Then, mm -hmm. Yes, go ahead. No, and then um, that leads to the confusion, the confusion that could be wrought in, in new believers and other Christians um, thinking of Christianity when they see somebody like that on at a, a Sunday morning service or any service for that matter saying those things and they seem, the leadership seem to embrace it. Then a young Christian who's struggling with the music and thing might... Just think it's acceptable that you're not Christian. You can go and be too bounty and too real martial, secular song, and nothing wrong. We still have God and praise. Exactly. So, to wrap up this aspect of our conversation and then to conclude with the other two questions, um, mm -hmm. if you could find Romans chapter 8, verse 8, we will okay. read that. But I want to say, on the question, should gospel artists do collabs with secular artists? I want to leave with you some thoughts and allow you to make that decision for yourself. The first thing is, what is the motive? What yeah, is the motive? Important. What mm -hmm. is the motive? Is your motive for popularity, for fame, for staying in the good books of other people? What is your motive? Or is your motive to glorify God? What is your motive? Secondly, is this something that you have prayed about and you're convinced that the Holy Spirit is leading you to do this collaboration? Because that too is important. The Christian, yes. particularly a gospel artist, should understand that they are ambassadors for Christ. 
and that they're on mission for Christ. Everything you do matters. Everything you do counts, especially in ministry. So is this something that you prayed about? Thirdly, what message are you sending? When the world sees this collaboration, when the world hears your interviews, what will you say? And, and whatever it is that you choose to say. And when they hear the interviews of the, the non-Christian person with whom you collaborated and hear their views and how they are thinking about what should be there to you, which is your faith in Jesus Christ, what message are you sending? And then finally, are you clear in your stance? This is, a, this is a question I believe that the gospel artist should ask him or herself. Are you clear in your stance on God's salvation plan through faith in Jesus Christ alone? Because mm -hmm. if you're going to collaborate with someone, you should be so concerned about the fact that if they die in their sins, they're going to go to hell. Have you ministered to that person? Have you made it clear to them that look here, Jesus Christ, faith in Jesus Christ alone is what is going to save you. There are not many roads to God. There is only one way to God, and that way is through Jesus Christ. Have you, yes. Are you clear on this? And have you done this and they still want to collaborate with you? Or is it that you are, you are conveniently keeping that out of your conversations just so that they can hold a deep, deep meds? Are a vibration and you want to feel a vibration and you know is it that you have conveniently left that out of it so that you can keep that connection are you placing this collab this acquaintance this friendship this connection up above and over your relationship with jesus christ so that's what i would leave with persons to really think about what does romans 8 verse 8 says Okay, Romans 8, verse 8, reading from the NIV version, it says, those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. Full stop. Full stop, yeah. All right. If you're okay. in the realm of the flesh, can't please God. So let us not get carried away with all these beautiful, nice music and, and all of that. We have to be careful what we embrace. We have to I be agree. careful what we embrace and we must understand that just because a song is saying you know lord and god and all of that it doesn't mean that the persons singing the song had any intention to give god glory true those who are in the flesh cannot please, please god, god. Mm, all right and then this the the, the and on the matter of should pastors invite secular artists to their worship services to sing gospel songs or spiritual song or any song for that matter? Well, yeah. the fact is, if you're going to if a pastor is going to invite a secular artist to, to come to church, it's either that they, in my opinion, this is just my opinion now, is either yeah. that they're coming to talk about something specific, because that is quite fine, whether you have some project that you're doing to help inner city children and mm -hmm. you know and and even with that there are ways and means to do that but in terms mm -hmm. of you coming to say that you're you're ministering in song when when we know your when your your particular lifestyle is out there we know how you are living we know what you mm -hmm. promote we we know that you have ladies who are scantily clad in your music videos we know how you speak right. about women and you know we we know we see is this what message would would be sent here and if it is that we are inviting them to our churches so we can minister to them fine no problem come sit up front if you want meet in the right. pastor's office before and after church we would love to pray with you mm -hmm. all right but I would say again, think about the message. Think about the motive. Think about the intention. Think about the impact. Okay? I am not saying that Bounty Killer will never get saved. That is God's prerogative. And God knows a man's heart. But yes. since that time and now, he has not yet professed faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And most of the time when I see these collabs going on, I, I do, and we have secular artists who have turned over to Christianity. And mm. in the time when they were in secular, in, in, in the secular world, I didn't see them doing any collabs with Christian people. You know, well, you know, the fact is that we just have to consider motive. Is it a popularity contest? Is it that we just want to, you know, what are we doing? It's good to, to, to forge a, a, a relationship with them. Jesus mixed with the tax collectors and the sinners and everything, but not for collaborating purposes. They weren't, on, they weren't teaming up to do anything. Jesus was very specific that. in his mission. As you mentioned yes. that, yes. you're right. I read recently that, yes, Jesus um, ate with tax collectors and spoke with them, but he never had them ministering with him. All right. Very good point. Right. Very good point. Very good point. And finally, should gospel artists accept invitations to minister at secular events? <clears throat> That is, um, oh boy, I kind of have mixed views on that one because it depends again on the motive. Right. And um, what is he going there to do? Mm -hmm. And it depends on the event also because I think a couple of years ago, a popular event we had in Jamaica called um, Sting. Yes. Um, I think couple i think an invitation was issued to at least one maybe more but at least one gospel artist and i think the person accepted the invitation uh it all depends on to me if you're if a, if a born again christian gospel artist is going to go on some on a show like that he has to be clear in his mind what his motives are and what is he going to be singing at the event is it is it to show that he was once in this um, setting, but he has now crossed over into the, um, he has been saved now and is now serving God and is inviting them to serve God. Sometimes the setting that you're invited to, to um, participate in doesn't even allow for that sort of thing. Because I'd think that if you go dance all night, I'd think when people are waiting for Bounty, Clash with Dini or, well, one over the prison name, or um, Cartel Clash with somebody, the people are not too receptive to now no gospel music talk and no salvation talk you're going to get all some bottle thrown at you and stuff like that so wisdom has to be in play and you have to you have to look at the event your motive for going is it just to get some popularity or is your motive is to show that yes i was once with you but now i'm no longer with you and i'm encouraging all of you to come and serve the lord and join me in serving god and spreading the, the gospel of jesus christ amen and generally for me, I think that for gospel artists who get invitations to these events, mm. they should see it as an opportunity for ministry. And Indeed. I believe that once they are uncompromising in their stance and in their message, mm. and they, when they consider the ex, uh, the, when they consider all things, if yes. it is expedient for them to attend, I would encourage them to go. Not mm -hmm. to water down the message, not, not to go there, go, you know, to, to get mm -hmm. involved and mix, but right. to go there and to stand out. And if it is even one, Indeed. it yeah. would have been would have been worth it. Yeah, so I, I am yes, I am for I am for Christians embracing opportunities for ministry. And again, all things must be considered because the Bible says all things are, law, are, are lawful, but not all things are expedient. So, you know, for example, I would not accept, and this is just me, I know that there are probably some pastors who would and other Christians, but personally, I would not accept an invitation to go to a strip club to preach any message. problematic. Yes, just, just just walking in there alone is something that yes. will question my witness. Right, yeah. Right? It is it is too secluded and so many other things are going on right there in terms of what I might see and right. what the environment is about and so on. So wisdom is definitely wisdom and being led by the Holy Spirit. So yes. each invitation must be taken into consideration 
on a case-by-case basis. Indeed. But the general principle should be embrace opportunities for ministry. So if there are some persons who work at the strip club and they want a devotion for me to give them the, 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 the undiluted word of God, let us have mm-hmm. it in a different place rather than in there. So, right. right. And this conversation could go on and on. There was a year in Jamaica when a pastor took his congregation and went to a nightclub not, not, the, not that the club was keeping the building that is known for keeping nightclub he went there to have a communion service and that of course was controversial you know okay. and we... <laughs> I yeah don't the, extent, the, um, the, the reasoning behind that but well well, uh, that's that you're saying a good thing, just like our gospel artist chosen who thought that you, or who said that the Lord asked him to clean up the dance hall. So he started to steal music. And or let me say, he didn't steal it. I take that back. He would have gotten the necessary permissions to use, you know, and he would have acknowledged. I've heard him Sanitize in one of the singovers, you know. Sanitize it. Yes, that, that's what he says he was doing. Well, I wish him all the very best. If that is what the Lord has asked him to do, I mm. cannot say otherwise. But so far, I, it seems as if he has not been able to make a, a difference in that, in that um, mission. Okay. Mm-hmm. Any final words? Okay, this one, uh, well, it's not really my final word. It's Lady Ren. Lady Ren posted that music is powerful. Lucifer was in charge of music in heaven. Therefore, the devil is still trying to get his agenda in these songs. And she's speaking about secular songs, um, secular singers collaborating with Christians. And I, I tend to agree with her that, that people have to weigh, see what they're doing because the devil can use the music to in his attempt to undermine the gospel. I mean, he can't do it, but he can always try. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. And with that said, again, we must have at the forefront of our minds the willingness to bring glory to God. And as we consider this gospel music dilemma, the sacred secular dichotomy, May the Lord God Almighty, by his Holy Spirit, lead us and guide us into what to embrace and what to reject. Amen. Well, that's our talk for today. Thanks to my co-host for stopping by. And of course, Lady Ren has received a medal for being our most active studio live person. Congratulations, Renee. Lady Ren. <laughs> well, to those who join us and continue to join us, we so, so appreciate you. And if you would like to be on our mailing list, just send an email to RevTCViews at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Until next time, I'm your host, Reverend Tashi Campbell.